going on, everybody? I am Brett Popish, and this is Defiant. Hey, I want to come at you today. I uh, want to talk a little uh, world politics, maybe. I uh, specifically and purposefully have stayed away from this topic for the last couple of weeks, mainly because I don't want to be one of the individuals that I want to talk about in this episode that just automatically chooses sides and and you know starts banging the the war drum and on one way or the other. And I wanted to kind of let things settle out. Um, as to what's happening in the Middle East so that we can kind of give some sort of per, uh, perception or perspective, better way to put it, as to exactly what's going on there. And, you know, as that progresses, right, the news story came out on October 7th that, uh, you know, Hamas attacked an Israeli music festival and, and did some completely horrible shit, a bunch of horrible shit. And then you've got the bombings that Israel is bombing the hell out of Gaza. And, and you, you see all these just horrific stories coming out, right? And it kind of got me thinking, and I want to be sure that I articulate this the right way, because I don't want to by any means degrade what's happening over in the Middle East. You know, think about the the, the slaughter of innocent civilians on both sides, whether it's Israelis, whether it's uh, Palestinians, it is fucking heart-wrenching uh, uh, with the mass slaughter that's going on. But it got me thinking, you know, we have these incidents almost at least once a year, maybe even twice a year, where the governments around the world decide to shake the fucking jar of ants. Now, what do I, what do I mean by shake the jar of ants? So as an analogy, you put a bunch of ants in a jar and you let the jar sit. The ants just kind of walk, crawl over each other. They're going to learn to live with one another. They're not really going to do much. They're going to be pretty well peaceful. And then all of a sudden, if you pick that jar up and you shake it, what do, what do the ants do? The ants will kill or, or fight every other ant in that jar and ultimately end up killing one another because they feel that the other ants is what caused that jar to shake and what caused that disruption in their life. And I get the, the more and more time goes on, I get the feeling that that's what we are to these fucking corrupt governments all over the world. Every one of them is we're just nothing but pawns in their ultimate scheme. We're nothing more than the fucking jar. Of, we're just ants in their jar, basically. Now, why do I say that? So I go back and think about 9-11 and what happened on 9-11 with the terrorist attacks on the Pentagon, the World Trade Center, all that that happened on that given day. Right. And back then, the narrative was it's the United States against Al Qaeda. Mainly, the leader of Al Qaeda was Osama bin Laden. And we were given this narrative of this of this enemy. Now, very well could have been the enemy, probably was the enemy. I'm not trying to get in that debate. But we are told and we are sold this enemy from the government, from the mainstream media that everybody has to rally against this one individual enemy. Because what were we told back then? We were told back then, they hate us because we're free. They hate us for our freedom. Now, uh, the older I get, I sit back and look and I'm like, mm, I'm not quite sure they hate us for our freedom. I think they hate us because of the bullshit that our government does in those countries and how our government constantly intervenes in these countries. And it's not just the United States government, it's governments across the world. But then that quickly shifted, if you remember, if y'all remember that, it quickly shifted from Al-Qaeda, bin Laden, and Afghanistan to what? To Iraq 2.0. It was Operation Iraqi Freedom. It was Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. You had Colin Powell testifying in front of Congress that they were 100% certain that there was weapons of mass destruction and Saddam Hussein was going to use them on the United States. 
And it was a, they used that as a predicate to get us into war directly into Iraq and overthrow that government. Now that lasted forever long. You then had, uh, during the Obama administration, we were told that the Syrian government was using chemical weapons or, or gas in their own citizens or using chemical weapons on their own citizens. Right. So we, we keep getting these, these narratives fed to us about these other people we should hate. And so then you go to more recent times, right? So let's look at what happened in 2020. It was COVID, right? So mask versus no mask. Let's divide the populace based on who's willing to wear a fucking face mask and who's not willing to wear a face mask. Then in 2020, it was black versus white. It was, it was the year of white supremacy, supposedly. It was the year of all this racial division because of what happened with George Floyd and the cops up in Minneapolis, then we bring in Trump versus Biden, right? Biden's calling Trump a racist because of some shit taken out of context and, and videos that were altered to make Trump, make it seem like Trump was, was calling uh, neo-Nazis good, fine people. When if you actually listen to the entire audio or the watch the entire video of that, there was a lot more context that went on into that. But hey, let's not let the truth get in the way of a fucking good story, right? You then have at the end of 2020 leading into 2021, we have January 6th, where again, this narrative of dividing the populace between Biden supporters and ultra right wing MAGA uh, insurrectionists that are going to stage an insurrection at the Capitol, right? Really, that was nothing more than a fucking overheated protest, if you want to look at it from that perspective, where people actually led into the Capitol by cops and, and barriers were open and things like that. Did people do some dumb shit? Absolutely. But that was blown out of proportion. And again, it was blown out of proportion to divide the populace. In my opinion, this is all, this is all my opinion here, but it was blown out of proportion in my opinion to divide the populace against the good people, which are the Biden supporters and the evil MAGA, ultra MAGA right-wing supporters on the right. Then we get into 2021 where it was, uh, vax versus no vax or vax versus anti-vax with the COVID vax, or if you, I don't even want to want to call it a fucking vaccine. It was the COVID experimental treatment, if you will. But the purpose of that again was to divide the populace. You had families, you had friends at opposite ends of the spectrum arguing with one another, basically not wanting to to go around each other, families disowning other family members because they wouldn't take a fucking experimental uh, gene therapy that they call a vaccination, right? Now that whittled away because, you know, the whole uh, narrative around that shifted because those vaccines weren't as effective as they claimed to be. But let's not, let's not let that get in the way of a means to divide the populace. Then in 2022, what do we have? We have Russia versus Ukraine. If you don't support the all the fucking money going over to Ukraine, if you don't support the billion, hundreds of billions of dollars being flooded into Ukraine for a money laundering scheme, you must be pro-Russia, right? Again, divide the populace. Now we get 2023, Israel versus Hamas. Now, I want to talk about, before I get into the Israel-Hamas thing, and I, I'm not an expert by any means in Middle Eastern politics, so I am not going to dive into that, that part of it, okay? But out of everything I just mentioned over the last, call it 20-some years, 22 years, out of everything I mentioned, why is it that we all as citizens of this country get so fucking wound up and, and think that 
it is our moral duty to pick a side, whatever side we're on and fight with one another, right? We are the fucking jar of ants. And I think it's about time people wake up, wake up to that and start realizing that your neighbor, your family member, they're not your enemy, you know? And I don't even want to say the government necessarily is the enemy, but the reality of it is, you know, these governments around the world use their citizenry as fucking collateral damage. They could care they could give two shits what sort of harm they cause to individuals as long as their agenda is played out, right? Now, we look at what's happening over in Israel with uh, Hamas and, you know, you see all these protests around the world uh, going on for uh, pro-Israel, pro-Palestine. Again, I don't, I, I am not an expert in the political side of this, so I don't even want to, I don't even want to dive into the history behind their conflict and why that conflict is there. That conflict's been going on for thousands of years, okay? But the reality is what we're seeing now is just massive division. And it's fucking totally hypocritical because you got people on the right where they're anti-war in Ukraine. And I totally agree with this. We should not be flooding fucking money, billions upon billions of dollars over to Ukraine for a war that the Ukraine government will never win. They're never going to win that. So we're just flooding fucking money over there, pissing it away. Might as well fucking put it in the front lawn of the White House and light it on fire. Because that's about the good of this doing. And the reality is, quick side note, I would venture to say most of the money in the arms that we've been sending, not most, but some of the money in the arms that we've been sending over to Ukraine probably ended up in the battlefield over in uh, Israel and in um, the Gaza Strip, most likely. Okay? That's how hypocritical this all is. But I say all this because we're sitting here picking sides, and now you see all these protests, again, pro-Israel, pro-Palestine, whatever side of the aisle you're on, and we're seeing the nastiness come out of just normal people because they feel compelled to pick a side. They feel compelled that it's their moral duty to pick a side one way or another. You're now seeing real anti-Semitic Jew hatred going on in college campuses around the United States, in major cities around the United States, as well as the world, where just less than a year ago, less than a year ago, Kanye West got totally canceled because he said some shit about super elite rich people that happen to be Jewish, and he got canceled for being anti-Semitic by the very same people that are chanting all this true anti-Semitic Jew hatred bullshit in these major cities, in these college, these elite college campuses. All because we decide we're going to get wound up. And it's, it's interesting to me that after everything we've learned with COVID, with the vaccine, with all the shit we've learned, how the media, all the media channels, I'm not talking just the left-wing media, I'm talking the right-wing media too. They were absolutely dead fucking wrong on the death count of COVID. They were absolutely dead wrong on the efficacy of the quote-unquote vaccines they created for COVID. They've been dead wrong so many times. They've blown January 6th out of proportion to a point that you've got Kamala Harris comparing uh, January 6th to 9-11 and Pearl Harbor for fuck's sake. Right. They've blown all this out of proportion and we all see it. So many of us out here see the manipulation that's done by the mainstream media on this. And yet when when the terrorist attacks happened in Israel by Hamas. 
we put the fucking blinders on and automatically go lockstep in and trusting everything we're told on the mainstream media. We put blinders on and trust everything the politicians in Washington say because, well, that's the moral thing to do. I haven't said anything anywhere on the podcast, on social media or anything, because I'm just sitting back and I'm trying to, excuse me, I'm trying to learn exactly what is happening. And I will tell you, you know, when you get on, when I get on X, Twitter, and I see a lot of the videos that are on there of what's happening over there, it's fucking heart-wrenching. But the first thing that raises my eyebrow when I watch these videos is, number one, is this actual footage of this particular war or is it footage from another war from years past? There's no way for us to know, right? No fucking way. Also, when you see some of the stuff that's being put out there on social media and some of the media networks where they're supposedly interrogating Hamas uh, soldiers and Hamas soldiers are bragging about the things that they've done, unless you speak the, the language to understand what that interrogator and the, the, the person being interrogated is saying, how can you really believe what, you, what you're reading on the subtitles unless you speak the language? Now, I'm not saying everybody's lying by any means, but what I'm saying is we all should sit back with a critical eye knowing everything that's happened over the last 20 some years. And I, you know, we, really, we could go back even further than that, but we should sit back with a critical fucking eye and say, okay, is this propaganda to get me riled up, to get me emotional, to get me to choose a side, or is this real information? It very well could be, but I think at this point, we all collectively need to take out the emotion and sit back and just analyze things with a critical eye and say, okay, I'm just going to sit back and, and learn and listen and not pretend that I'm some fucking expert in Middle Eastern politics, which most of us, most of us are not, okay? Most of us are barely a fucking expert in the United States politics, and most of us, I shouldn't say most of us, but a lot of people could care could care less about the current political landscape that's going on in the United States. Most people don't even want to know the truth of what ha what's happening in the political landscape here in the United States, and they just want to look at the fucking headlines and say, orange man bad or Joe Biden old and foolish. They don't want to dive into the details of each side of this to say, okay, what's real? What's going on? Who's really the better uh, person to run this country? Rather than just saying, oh, well, Joe Biden's a Democrat. I'm going to vote for him no matter what, even though he can't string two fucking sentences together without shit in his pants and forgetting where he is. Now, I want to go back a little bit. So one of the things that we're being told about what's happening or what happened, I should say, with Hamas in Israel is Hamas supposedly beheaded 40 babies, 40 babies plus. You know, there's some gruesome shit coming out of there. And, and I'm not saying it did not happen. It very well could have happened. We just simply don't know. You know, in the fog of war, things are said, things are perceived that might not fully be true, okay? But you had the, the mainstream media running out with this 40 babies decapitated thing the moment it happened based on something that an IDF soldier, an Israeli defense soldier, initially said, but then retracted it and said that they would not confirm that that was the case. But you didn't have the mainstream media go back and redact anything. You didn't have any of the mainstream media go back and, and try to correct the record or say, hey, you know, this was unsubstantiated. Oh, no, we're going to keep running with that because that that invokes an emotion from people and we need that emotion ultimately to go to war. 
And what I want everybody to realize is what's happening in the Middle East is extremely fucking dangerous. It is very dangerous because that is a powder keg that could pop off more so than it is at any point in time. Now, the reason I brought up the 40 baby thing. Now, again, if that happened, completely fucking horrific. And my heart goes out to the family of those kids. My heart goes out to those kids. I mean, totally horrific if, in fact, that happened. Okay? But I bring that up for a reason. If we go back all the way to the mid-90s during the first Iraq war, Desert Storm, we were sold, and I was very young back then, but I vividly remember us being sold on the fact that we were going to war with, with Saddam Hussein because they were using chemical weapons and gassing kids. They were killing kids in incubators in Kuwait. Again, I was very young. I don't remember the specifics of that, just kind of the, the, the high-level overview of that. But that's very fucking reminiscent of what's happening now between Israel and Hamas. It's pulling at the heartstrings of the individuals so that we put blinders on and we put our fucking warmongering hats on and say, yes, go spend our fucking money. Go blow it up in some Middle Eastern country. And the, 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 the sick part of this, the ultimate sick fucking part of this is the people perpetuating this, the politicians in Washington, the politicians around the globe, the, the, the mainstream media news readers and executives, the people that are pushing this. My question to all of you is, if this pops off into a, a massive uh, hot war conflict, which it likely could, not saying it absolutely will, but it's, it's very likely that it could, are you willing, Mr. And Mrs. Politician in Washington, Mr. and Mrs. Newsreader on the news, Mr. and Mrs. News or mainstream media executive, are you willing to sign your daughter or your son up to go to the fucking Middle East and fight for this cause, whatever the cause is that you perceive to be? I'm going to make it real fucking simple. No, you're not. You're going to find a way to keep your children out of the crossfire. You're going to find a way to recruit and draft because ultimately it could lead to that. You're going to find a way to recruit and draft average, ordinary American citizens, mainly from poor communities, to go fight your fucked up war. Now, I get a little hot on this because I've got a son right now. I've got a four-year-old son, and I am scared shitless for a world he's going to grow up into that's going to just be total total chaos to where he's going to end up having to go over to some faraway land and fight some enemy, and he won't even really understand why he's fighting that enemy. Now, under no circumstance am I degrading anyone, any man or woman uh, in uniform serving this country because those people are absolute fucking heroes. They're doing what they're being told to do. They're doing what they signed up for, and I commend all of them for that. My issue is not with the people actually executing these, these orders and executing these missions. My issue is with the people developing the orders and developing the missions to go send innocent women and, uh, men and women out to fight for a cause that only a few select handful of elite fucking politicians and billionaires understand what they're fighting for. Now, Joe Biden comes out and they're talking about, well, we need to get, we need to get a House speaker, which now, you know, I'm, I'm doing this episode on October 26th. And they're talking about, well, you know, we need a House speaker because we need to, to uh, expedite uh, money and foreign aid over to, to Israel. Oh, and by the way, we're going to tie the Israel funding to Ukraine funding. 
So money can't go to help Israel or money can't go to, to, for any kind of humanitarian effort, unless we put another hundred plus billion dollars in the fucking coffers of the Ukraine quagmire. How disgusting is that? So if you're a politician that wants to stand on principle and say, I don't want to fund Ukraine, you have no choice but to fund Ukraine if you want to fund Israel. And you know why they do that? You know why politicians lump multiple things into one uh, one funding bill or, or one uh, proposition or ballot measure? You know why they do that? Because they know that if these things stood on their own for, a, for an independent vote, the things they really want to pay for, they would never get passed. So they lump it in with something else so they can get it passed. And if a vote gets voted down, they demonize the politician that didn't go along with it and voted it and voted it down. Tell me how fucking corrupt and, and just bullshit that is. Right. But going on to what happened, I, I know it's, it's easy for us to get emotional. It's easy for us to pick a side. It's easy for all of us to sit there and say, you know, Israel good, Hamas bad, or Hamas good, Israel bad, you know, depending upon, you know, what information you have. But I see so many people, so many prominent people on, on X getting fired up and, and promoting these videos that are just simply not true. There was a video coming out, I think, October 8th, October 9th, of people parachuting uh, and basically hang gliding down what appeared to be the Israeli concert turns out that was like stock military training footage from like 10 years ago from Egypt, but it was being perpetuated as if that was actual video footage. That's what I'm talking about. We got to keep a very uh, careful, close eye on what we're digesting on these uh, social media channels or whatever channels you're on to make sure that we're not falling into that trap. And again, the same people that are anti-war in Ukraine and no way do we need to send troops in Ukraine, which I totally agree with. No way do we need to send funding to Ukraine, which I totally agree with. The same fucking people are now on TV going, we need to go blow up Iran. Why Iran? This war was, was started by Hamas against Israel. Was it not? Now we're talking about Iran. Well, just like the whole Iraq and 9-11 thing, they're trying to make ties into Iran for the excuse to go to war with Iran. Tell me how fucking dangerous that's going to be. And for anybody out there that follows what's happening, uh, what has happened over the last 12 months with the BRICS alliance, which BRICS is the alliance between Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, and now Iran's part of the BRICS alliance and a whole slew of other countries that have joined into the BRICS alliance. What is the BRICS alliance? The BRICS alliance is an, is an economic alliance that these countries are forming to basically get away from the SWIFT payment system, to get away from the, the petrodollar, to get away from the reliance on U.S. dollars and U.S. assets so they can run their countries as they see fit and not rely on the United States. Now, some might say, well, hey, that's a good thing for those countries. Because, you know, they want to be independent. Yeah, for them it is, for the United States and the, the, the health and the security of the U.S. dollar and the health and security of our economy, that is a very bad fucking thing. Never in the history have we ever seen Russia and Iran have any kind of allegiance to one another. Now they do. I want to go take a, a quick uh, trip back in time. There's something called the West Clark 7. And a lot of people I talk to aren't really aware of this. So General Wesley Clark, back in 2001, went very public with this. 
And what he said, I'm going to summarize it. I might get some of the specific details a little incorrect, but you'll get the gist of it. So General Clark said that he was meeting with some high-level person within the Pentagon. And in this communication, he said, you know, so are we going to war with Afghanistan or, or, or Iraq? And he's like, oh, the person he's talking to is like, oh, no, it's worse than that. They've identified, they've identified seven countries back in 2001, November of 2001, two months after 9-11, that they were going to go in, take over the countries, destabilize the governments, and institute or insert an American-friendly government, install an American-friendly government. Y'all want to know what those countries are? They said they were going to start with Iraq first. Check. Then Syria. Check. Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan. Now I'm going to stop there for a moment. What's happening in, in Sudan and Somalia? Civil war like we've never seen before right now. Mainstream media is not really covering it a whole lot, but there's a ton of stuff happening in Africa, not just with Somalia and, and, and Sudan, but that's on the list. And the the paper with uh, the uh, the statement that Wesley General Wesley Clark put out said, and Iran would be the last, one of the last ones. So the United States government has had a hard-on to go to war with Iran for however long. So is it any wonder they're trying to tie Iran to what happened uh, with Hamas and Israel? Now, maybe they did. Maybe Iran did fund them. Again, I'm not privy to any of that. I just sit back and look at the history of, of what I've just laid out, and it raises serious fucking questions and serious concerns as to exactly what's what's happening and how this has been predicated. Now, some might say, "Oh, who cares? We don't we we don't need to worry about that. We don't need to worry about Iran." Well, let me tell you something: we have surpassed thirty three trillion dollars for our national debt. Surpassed that. Consumer debt is at an all time high in this country. The deficit on an annual basis, is at an all-time high in this country. We have a deficit of damn near $2 trillion a year. Deficit means we spend more money than we bring in via taxation or theft, in all honesty. Do you honestly think we can afford to go to war? On top of that, with the amount of munitions that the Biden administration has sent over to Ukraine, there's reports that says it'll take seven years, seven fucking years for the United States to arm back up to the levels that we should be armed up with, with ammunition, missiles, all the equipment the military needs. On top of that, last year, the Biden administration, in an attempt to get gas prices to go down, sold off a gigantic percentage of our strategic petroleum reserve. Why would they do that? So now you want to go to war in an area of the world that effectively controls the output of oil and it effectively controls the oil supply when we don't have any strategic oil reserves ourselves to keep our country running functionally. If you all think inflation is bad now, if this war, if this war turns extremely hot where the United States is directly involved, which it's leading to that point, what do you think oil is going to be? What do you think gas is going to be? What do you think the cost of groceries are going to be? What do you think is going to happen to the value of the dollar if this all plays out? So then you got to ask yourself, well, why is that? I'll tell you why. War is profitability. Simple as that. 
And the sad thing is these governments around the world, every one of them, looks at the losses they're going to incur from the soldiers to the citizens as well, just collateral, collateral damage. They can say what they want over on Capitol Hill. They can go on these news stations, and I don't even really want to call them news stations, but they can go on these propaganda networks is the best way to put it and talk all this shit about how they don't want to go to war and how it's dangerous and all this shit. But yet look at how many of these same representatives and same senators just right before or, or right at the same time, everything popped off in Israel on October 7th, decided to invest and buy in to stocks such as Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, Northrop Grumman, and a whole host of other defense, uh, public defense companies. What do you think they're betting on? Do you think they're buying stocks out of the fucking kindness of the heart? Or do you think they're buying stock in these companies because they know it's going to lead somewhere and they all stand to get rich while other people die? Pretty fucking disgusting if you want, if you want my opinion on that. Now, a couple questions on the uh, Israel and Hamas thing. And this, you know, this kind of mirrors a little bit of what happened in 9-11, okay? You know, there's a lot of shady stuff going on around 9-11, and I don't want to get into any of the conspiracies surrounding that because, quite honestly, you know, I was pretty young when that happened. I wasn't really read up on a lot of the stuff I'm currently read up on. Um, But there definitely was a lot of questions surrounding 9-11, such as how did building number seven just magically collapse out of thin air when nothing hit that building? That's a question. You know, there were some people speculate there was a bomb put in the building and it collapsed. Who knows? Doesn't make any sense. How is it that cave dwellers from Afghanistan, from what we're told in Al-Qaeda, pulled off the biggest terrorist, the, the, the most the uh, most highly sophisticated, largest terrorist attack ever in the history of the, of the world, or at least the United States, without the use of internet and cell phones, really, smartphones at the time. There was no smartphones at the time, right? And yet we have all these high-level intelligence agencies. They didn't get wind of it. So fast forward to what happened on October 7th, okay? Israel and the United States constantly brags about you know, the Iron Dome and the the border wall between Israel and Gaza. You know, I saw one news story that they were talking about, you know, a mouse could crawl across that border and their their sensors and detectors and cameras would pick up a mouse crawling or walking across that border. And yet all of a sudden on one day, you've got the most sophisticated intelligence agency in the world in Mossad. You've got the CIA, the NSA, the DIA, and a whole host of other intelligence agencies that I probably don't even know of. They all missed it. They all fell flat-footed and weren't aware of what was being coordinated with Hamas attacking Israel. On top of that, the Iron Dome or the, uh, the sensors around the border wall didn't detect paragliders gliding over the wall into a music festival. My question of this is, how did every one of these backstops that were in place, the security measures in place over at that border, how did every intelligence agency drop the fucking ball all at the same time? One has to ask yourself, why did that, why and how did that happen? But then you say, the question is, well, why would the Israeli government or these intelligence agencies want to let that happen? Well, One thing you got to ask yourself is, uh, 
Has there been any major protests in Israel since that happened? Here's what I mean by that. Before October 7th, there had been protests for quite a long time in Israel because there, and I don't know the specifics of this, but there was laws trying to be passed um, and the changing of their Supreme Court, their version of Supreme Court to restrict certain freedoms. And you had Israeli citizens protesting, calling for the resignation of their prime minister because of this, because they were feeling pinched. They were feeling that they were being censored. They didn't have free speech. Um, There was a lot of things happening to where they were actually trying to overthrow the prime minister and and ultimately get him removed from office. All of a sudden, October 7th happens. That's done. That's squashed. At the same time, all the intelligence agencies dropped the fucking ball on this. Now, some might say, hey, you know, these intelligence agencies have to be right 100% of the time. And, you know, an an organization like Hamas has to be right only once. Yeah, you're right. I'll give that to you. I could see if one intelligence agency failed, not every one of them. I could see if one sensor or one section of their wall or the Iron Dome didn't work, but not all of them. That just doesn't make sense to me. And it shouldn't make sense to any one of you. And anytime something like this happens, and I go back to even COVID, you know, we're also fucking quick to develop an opinion. We're also quick to, to offer, offer out what, what we think is the right thing. How many of us actually sit back, take some time to fucking digest what's happening and say, I need to ask some questions. You remember back in elementary school when you had to dissect a, an article and you had to identify the who, what, where, when, why, and how? We don't do that anymore. You know, we just react. We see a news story. We see a post on social media, on fucking Twitter or whatever, and we just react. And real quick on that note, we all know how social media is slanted to give us only the information that we're supposed to have across the board. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter makes no fucking difference, right? But yet everybody seemed to forget that all of a sudden. Everybody seemed to forget that. And all of a sudden they're they're believing 100% of what's being fed to them on any of these platforms. And I see it on both sides. I see people on 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 what I would assume would be the, the right side right, left, not right being correct, but on the right side, more conservative side, that all of a sudden are are, uh, blaming Israel for what happened for some weird fucking reason and saying that the Palestinians are 100% victims and and Israel, what what happened to them, they brought on themselves. Now, maybe that's true. I don't know. I don't think it is. But it's crazy to me how the roles just simply got fucking reversed. And the people, again, going back to what I said a minute ago, that were anti-war in Ukraine are now pressing and beating the fucking war drum, not only to eliminate Hamas, but now they're talking about going after Iran, which is which could ultimately end up in a major conflict. Now, I don't want to be some fear monger and say it's World War III, but damn, it's close. So all I'm saying here, guys, and ladies listening to me, let's take a step back. Let's not be so fucking fast to form an opinion. Let's not be so fucking fast to pick a side one way or the other. Let's stop being a cult or having a cult mentality and say, well, the Democrats said this, so I'm going to believe what they say. Or the Republicans said this, I'm going to believe what they're going to say. Let's all sit back, ask the necessary questions. Ask the who, the what, the where, the when, the why, the fucking how. And then develop our opinion based on that. And understand that what's happening right now, it's costing real lives on both sides. 
real fucking lives, real families, real mothers, real fathers, real children. That's the collateral damage by two fucking governments in this case, between Israel and Hamas. Now, it's more governments than that, obviously. But in this isolated one incident, you got two fucking governments that hate each other, and they're willing to do whatever it takes. They they don't really give a shit about the collateral damage so long as they quote-unquote win. Well, what does winning look like? How many lives have to be lost for you to win? Or is it just distraction for something else? Now, here in the U.S., why we're all being fucking distracted by, you know, Ukraine, Russia, why we're being distracted from uh, Israel and Hamas, why we're being distracted by all this, Nobody's paying attention to what's really happening in the economy right now. And you got American people suffering under the weight of inflation, suffering under the weight of debt, suffering under the weight of all this shit. Not to mention, you know, it just so happened to slip past in the news that the federal gun charges on Hunter Biden were totally dropped, totally fucking dropped. Now, here's the thing. If you or I, as a normal American citizen, had a felony, had a drug addiction, lied on a, uh, lied on a, a federal gun application form to obtain a weapon, then discard that same weapon in a dumpster for anybody to find, we'd be in prison. And probably rightfully so. For being totally fucking irresponsible. But yeah, Hunter Biden, charges get totally dropped. So did the left and the Biden administration just realize that the Second Amendment is absolute and anybody can own a gun at any time? Is that what, they, is that what just happened? Let's not take our eye off the ball. You know, it, there, is, there is a way we can pay attention to what's happening in the peripheral, but also stay laser focused on what's happening on our soil. You know, pretty convenient that because of everything that's been going on with Israel and Hamas, People just stopped paying attention to the flood of fucking migrants coming across the border. Just stopped. Oh, it's not happening. People really stopped paying attention to the homeless crisis unless you're knee deep in those, in, in those particular cities. You just stopped because you're now focusing on some fucking land in a far off, some far off place that you, you and I will probably never visit, in all honesty. We cannot afford to be distracted because here's why. The distraction is leading up to the 2024 selection. And you heard me right, I said selection, not election. I personally think, and this is just my own personal opinion, we don't have free and fair elections anymore. I think we have selections. And I think this was the case, you know, I think in 2016, the powers that be, the fucking elite, the ruling class, the deep state, whatever you want to call it, they totally underestimated the power and the will of the American people and the ability for us to vote. And they, they kind of let off the gas a little bit. And ever since then, they've decided that'll never fucking happen again. Nobody's going to get an office that we don't approve of. Who's we? The Uniparty, the deep state. Again, I don't, you pick a name for it, okay? But it's up to each one of us to not take our eye off the ball and make sure that we're still paying attention to all this other shit that's happening while we can be concerned about what's happening overseas. Because don't shit yourself, what's happening overseas has a massive fucking ripple effect on what happens here locally in this country, in your city. 
So with that, everybody, I thank you for listening. Please do me a favor, share this episode, help me grow this podcast. Please share it with a family member, a friend. Fuck, please share it with somebody that you think would disagree what I have to say, and let's all connect. I would love to have people connect with me to get on the show. If there was somebody out there listening that has a differing point of view and wants to come in and have a debate, I'm all for it. I welcome it. So please do that. Please also rate us, review us on whatever platform you're listening on. And with that, everybody, thanks for listening and be defiant. See you.